This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast. This is episode 144. As always, I am your host, Peter Nicolaitis, and with me is my co-host, Adam, the Bronze Bomber, Bell. The Bronze Bomber. I didn't know I boxed. Yeah, I box. You do now. I I do now. All right. You do CrossFit, and CrossFit, by definition, I think includes everything everything yeah so therefore you box i box awesome yeah all fitness things i do i'm glad to be on the show as the boxer of the day <laughs> right. i have not hit the the bag now if it's been at least a few weeks it's just strictly been um running and yoga for me yeah so well, I, crossfitting oh, yep i'm still crossfitting i was gonna say you know in a fight i would grab you so i so you couldn't hit me but you're a krav maga black belt so once i grab you then you're going to start grappling with me and throw in your jujitsu stuff so how about i just stay away from you with a gun at about 15 yards i also have a gun um how about i stay away or let's just be friends uh, you know what that's the best option right there <laughs> and this my friends is how deterrence works <laughs> deterrence makes good allies so. let's just be friends that'll uh, be better so we're uh it's been a couple of weeks we had some things come up travel uh work mm-hmm. me doing virtual hand-to-hand combat with the bears yeah yeah you had usual are you talking about the Russian bears? The ones and only. The ones and only. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Internally, we have referred to them as the bears or as Boris. <laughs> yes. Bears and uh, Boris. Yes. Boris the bear. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You had uh, a couple weeks ago, you had, a, you know, big events that you had to deal with from a virus security standpoint. Mm-hmm. And then I had a big event where took the whole family down to the Florida Keys and got some sunshine, got some sun tan and uh, went fishing. We caught some fish for our dinner. Uh, nice. Yeah. I had Florida lobster, which is by no means equivalent to Northeastern lobster. Maine lobster. Maine lobster. It, Maine lobster is sweet and tender mm-hmm. and light. Florida lobster is not as tender, feels a little dark meat, and is a little, it's a little tough to chew. And uh, but other than that, it's just as good as Maine lobster. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's smaller. I mean, like, yeah, smaller. yeah the, the main lobster are like the definitely the big brother to the Florida lobster. I uh, had a friend in Japan, Takaguchi-san, who had a restaurant in Japan called uh-huh. Maine Lobster. Maine Lobster. Awesome. <laughs> and every year he would make a trip to Maine to buy and arrange for his suppliers for lobster. And it was set up just like a you know seaside um uh lobster shack that you would find you know along the coast of maine massachusetts new hampshire area Mm -hmm. and uh it was funny because uh you know i went to uh japan 
And I remember that was like the first time that I sat down and ate like a whole lobster, you know, had, had a whole lobster. In- Irony of you went around the world to eat lobster from your hometown. <laughs> no, like not quite hometown, but your home area, your region. Yeah. yeah. Home region. Exactly. So I thought that was pretty funny. So. Yeah. Well, and since we're talking about lobster education here, there is a big difference between a Florida lobster, a, well, a Gulf warmer area lobster than the mm-hmm. cold water lobster the your cold water lobster are actually very aggressive uh you get down there in the water with them and you mm-hmm. poke a stick at it they're going to grab that stick and they're going to come at you where the gulf lobsters and the mexican and the all the, the that area the southern the warmer waters they want to get away from you they don't they don't fight they flight um, they flight so it's harder to catch them because, I mean, it, it's illegal to scuba dive and catch lobster. So okay. I don't know why, but it is. Um, I would think it's just as difficult as fishing for it because you're down there going to catch a thing by hand. But I, I don't know. I'm sure there's some reason. But I have seen somebody catching lobster in in the southern area and it is it is quite a uh, a feat for them to catch it they gotta chase it through the water and then back it into a corner and then that thing is like poking them going because they have the the pokers and and then all of a sudden the the person pulls out the knife and goes crack, 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 and stabs him and throws him in a bag <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome that's yeah. awesome Hey, I did not realize that um, you have been posting these episodes on YouTube. I think I think I knew that, and I just forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I have just now subscribed, so I'm All right. there now as well. So yay! Yeah, um, I will add that to my socials. So it's good good to be here. So, so um, your second COVID shot is in pen, is uh, in inbound coming. Is inbound. So, so I got the first one. Uh, you know, and I think that was during the week of your uh, cybersecurity event, and mm-hmm. that was the first week of the CrossFit Open, and it was a it was a very difficult workout, yep. and so I didn't know if I was sore from the shot alone or from the workout alone. But I'm pretty sure that shot made made I did what made me really sore muscularly because mm-hmm. uh, it really went away in about 24 hours. So okay. the but I was like, well, I did a lot. Of, so we had we had to do wall walks uh, up into a close spot on the wall, and that really takes a lot of muscles that in your upper torso that you're not using normally. Mm-hmm. So I could have added some strain, but yeah. It was definitely uh, my wife and my daughter both felt it. They like felt, eh, I just don't feel all that good. And you had Moderna or Pfizer? Moderna. Moderna. So I also had Moderna. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, for me, it was, it was a little bit of soreness. And, you know, it was, it was uh, at its worst. It was probably a little worse than the worst flu shot I've ever had. Yeah. But, it, you know, not at all a deterrent from getting it. Oh, no. No, the, uh, the result is, you know, uh, two months from now, God willing, we'll all be able to socialize again or the, you know, whatever period of time. I mean, to me, it's totally worth it. Well, that was the other thing. Two Thursdays ago, actually, what I was doing was driving up to see my parents Mm -hmm. because they were also two weeks out of their, um, uh, vaccination. 
Mm -hmm. So we felt that this time now I can finally, you know, spend some time with them uh, safely. So that was, so that was good to see them again. Yeah. Uh, One thing I've noticed is I haven't seen a lot of people over the last year and the people like uh, women do it more than men of like, Oh wow. You now have a lot of hair. (laughs) (laughs) Most men don't grow their hair out long. We, we kind of, well, we stopped shaving. A lot of guys have grown COVID beards, COVID beards. Yeah. Well, what I've got is, you know, the extent of my beard growing skills. Um, it just doesn't, it doesn't come in. I would say that in the last year or so, my, um, my, my beard has definitely started to grow faster. You know, I don't know if that's cause I'm older because I've been, I've been caring and watering it more, you know, now. <laughs> I, I don't know, but uh, it definitely like, I've only got like a, a few days going on here and this used to take me like weeks to get one of this, this amount of stubble hair. So <laughs> I don't know. Is that good? Is that bad? Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Not judging. So. Yeah. So what's this uh, financial success you're talking about? Okay. So uh, one of my buddies is, so we get together, we're, we're doing a book club right now. It's a, well, it's a, you know, the uh, Napoleon Hill, Napoleon Hill. Grow Rich. Think and Grow, the original Think the, and Grow Rich, right? Yeah, the original. I mean, this is the old, the old original, um, but it's, we're doing it as a book club and it's kind of fun to do, but he's a financial planner um, is one of his things. He, he calls it something else, but he, he does, he's a financial guy. So I asked him, I said, how, how can we just write $1.4 trillion of debt and, and just add it out of nowhere? And how is it, that just seems like that would be bad. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know how to put it more eloquently than that. Other when than you print money, you can yeah, do anything when you print money, but how, how is that not bad for us? He said, well, it is, he said, but it isn't. It said, cause you know, people are buying this debt. I said, okay. So, so the Chinese or, or whoever, the, the other people other than the United States outside the United States are buying this debt. I said, do they know we can't pay it back? He said, oh yeah, they know we can't pay it back. Um, there's not enough money to pay back the debt. Well, why do they buy it? You, you know, if they know they can't get Can we just print back, more money? To, you know, to and, and then they, they can leverage that debt for, for more money. I said, well, how's that work? How's it keep working? Said, well, what it is, is it is the world's confidence in the American way of life and in consumerism, they have confidence that consumerism is going to continue, that the American way of life is going to continue in its consumption. If they felt like that was going to stop, if the American way of life all of a sudden is these people are not going to buy from us anymore, they're not going to keep consuming, then we have a problem. So that's where the problem, that's when we are going to have a problem is when the rest of the world says it's done. You know, they can't, uh, they can't maintain this lifestyle anymore. And, you know, that's been a real problem for me because, you know, the, every, 
every economic thing you went through economics and micro, micro, macro, macro. Yeah. macro. I've, I've never finished a micro class. I started micro. one and I got a few weeks in and then I ended up dropping out of just that one class. Uh, so I could take a full, my uh, first real full-time job. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while. Yeah. Been a while, but it's based on growth. Our economy cannot, cannot survive under status quo. It is based on growth. Without growth, it is dying. And it's got to be growth of a certain percentage. It can't be like small growth. It's got to be a higher level of growth in order for us to maintain what we have. I'm like, that's really a bad plan. Because ultimately, we will on that plan and that trajectory, we will have to consume our earth in order to accomplish that in perpetuity. Yeah. So, I mean, we're getting there is like, you know, um, that this presumes infinite potential and infinite growth. And I mean, let's be frank, that nothing's infinite, right? Well, I mean, space, space is infinite, I guess. Right. So, um, but yeah, there's eventually you're going to hit a boundary. Um, If you are interested in macroeconomics, I'm putting a link in the show notes. Um, this was actually a lot of the lectures for the economics class I took a couple semesters ago. Okay. Um, it's, uh, the channel is called You Will Love Economics, and it's a teacher who's uh, prepping for the, I don't know if it's like a college entry or advanced placement, uh, you know, economics class. It's, it's mm-hmm. prepping for a test. Um, but the guy does a really good job of presenting a lot of stuff. So if you want to get just an overview of macroeconomics, Frankly, the bulk of what I learned came out of these lectures. So it's free. It's up on YouTube. They're in like five to 10 minute chunks. So you can just Mm -hmm. sit there and get an idea of how macroeconomics works. Because because I didn't know this until we went to Canada, I think three years ago. Uh, Canada is in a crisis because they people are not um, immigrating to Canada. They are they're not maintaining a large enough number of people replacing themselves plus one. So if you are to if you are a couple, you have to do somebody's got to have three kids. The two kids are not acceptable because you're only replacing yourselves and we are not growing. (laughs) Sounds like a uh, sounds like Vermont. Which a lot of people think is part of Canada. So, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, like, I, for me, I'm like, I don't understand. We need to fix it. I mean, we can't just say, well, this is the way it is. I mean, we have to accept gravity. We can't, we can't beat the laws of gravity. We can, we can get out of the atmosphere with a whole lot of effort, yeah. uh, but it's, it's not worth it for you or me to try to beat gravity. Um, eventually, we're going to have to beat this where our planet can't grow anymore or we're gonna have to move to another moon jupiter there are plenty of people who have said though we've got to get off this rock you know (laughs) diamondus tesla uh, uh, elon musk uh what's his name blue origin jeff bezos you know there are plenty of folks who are saying you know we've we've got to move they're they're looking ahead and yeah functionally yes when i was a kid there were what um how many people were on the planet? What was the population of the world? I mean, we're up to 7 billion now, but when I was a kid, it was like, what, 4 billion, 3 billion? Yeah. I mean, I was, yeah. But Six it, is know, what sticks growing, in my mind. We're but going yeah. faster. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, anyway. 
Anyway. So, uh, moving on. More fun stuff. How'd you do in that CrossFit Open? So I did not make it to regionals this year. Um, what happened? Uh, well, I've actually never made it to regionals, so I wasn't expecting to. <laughs> I, was expecting I didn't make, to make it this year. I didn't make it this year or any other year. It, it was pretty difficult. Um, I did... Uh, they were, they were hard. Um, and there are over 117,000 other athletes also competing in this to get to regionals. And I don't know the numbers, uh, but, but I, I was happy to compete and I did enjoy, uh, it's always a good time because, you know, when you work out, uh, without goals and things like you may have your own personal goals, but team goals to me are so much better they're more motivational for me mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. you know, cause you want to participate in the team. You want to pull yeah. your load. You want to encourage other people and you end up doing better than you would have done on your own. Yep. So that's what, that's what I really enjoy about the CrossFit open is, you know, like this morning we had the last workout, which was a combination of two workouts <laughs> to do, but our last workout, you know, at the end of it, everybody was cheering on the people who were, Mm-hmm. finishing their workouts and you know and that's always uh you know it, it, when it means something more it means something more and it's, yeah no yeah. I mean, it, it, for me uh you know being a borderline introvert extrovert I'm a little more extroverted but you know i've got introverted tendencies uh you know my main form of physical activity uh, in recent months has been running which mm-hmm. i generally do solo Mm-hmm. Uh, but over the last few months also I've been running with a buddy of mine from the Krav Maga school. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, there's a, the social aspect is fun. Um, in general, my run times tend to be a little l- suboptimal with him because we talk while we're running. <laughs> yeah. So it's taking some energy. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're also, you know, subconsciously or consciously pushing each other a little bit extra as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a little, I think it's pretty much a, a trade-off. Mm-hmm. I have not gone in and analyzed my numbers again for some time, however, though. So mm-hmm. I've, uh, I've got to, I've got to do that, but it's fun. There, there have been weeks when I was only running with him. Mm-hmm. And then there are weeks when we just talk about running. Yeah. Like, Where are you at today? Oh, I'm doing this. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Cause it was just about a year ago, almost exactly a year ago. I got to double check uh, when I ran my first um, 13.1 miles. Mm-hmm. And he just ran his first a couple of weeks ago for the first time. So, you know, we're both at the, yes, we can run a half marathon stage. Um, you can do so, it. You know, I said you yeah. could. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> um, but you know, it's fun to have, a, it's fun to have some, you know, a group, some, some accountability. There have definitely been days. There have been many times when at the end of the day, we're like, yeah, if, if you weren't going, I wasn't going to run. I wasn't going to go today. Yeah. You know, and that's nice. So, mm-hmm. you know, like getting out with a friend for a mediocre run is still better than sitting at home and not running at all. And doing none. Because you can say, well, I did push-ups and yoga. Yeah. It's not the same. Oh, it's totally not the same. <laughs> They're all good for you. Just They're good for you. But it's, yep. it, it's not as good yep. as what it could be. <laughs> so, let's, should we move on? Yes, sir. All right. Um, credit card fraud. I love it. I love it. Oh, wait a minute. I mean, so the fraudsters are getting a little bit better mm-hmm. because they are starting to charge smaller things for subscriptions to things that I would 
Oh, uh-huh. you've been socially engineered. I only realized recently by glancing at either the Mint app or the Chase app at recent transactions, because I admit I have fallen down. I have not been looking at my statements carefully every single month. Mm-hmm. Last month, I found that since last year, someone has been using my old credit card for a Spotify account. Oh, wait, you said I could. <laughs> yes, but it wasn't, you used the wrong credit card. Oh, my bad. This one, not that my, one. My bad. <laughs> so I reported that and Spotify reversed the charges and, you know, everything was great. They're like, okay. you know. And now I do have a Spotify account. <laughs> this was not the credit card that I had used when I set up that Spotify account. And furthermore, mm-hmm. I had not made any purchases in my Spotify account since predating these fraudulent ones. So Spotify, mm-hmm. boom, turned it right around. No problem. Somebody also set up an account with my credit card for Scribd, S-C-R-I-B-D.com. Mm-hmm. Um, when they started, they were pretty much just a, a piracy haven for copyrighted works being uploaded. But now apparently you can subscribe to them and pay them for maybe legitimate stuff. I don't know. Once again, I do have a Scribd account, but I never gave them my credit card number. Now, here's the thing. I reported this to Chase also, and these went back to last July. Oh, and they won't go back but like 30 days, right? 60 or so. No, but Spotify, though, they went all the way back to like last September and when they originated, and they're like, yep, no problem. Now, suddenly with Scribd, they're like, oh, we can't go back that far. It's like, well... I called the vendor and they don't get a response. So I went to Twitter and I sent messages to Scribd and to Chase and basically complained and said, you know, look, someone's using fraudulent charges. I don't have an account with you folks. And they're like, oh, so you must have set up an account. And, um, you know, what's the email address you use? I'm like, don't, I don't, don't have one. I don't have an account. Yeah, don't have one. Like, oh, what's the last four of your so- your credit card number? I'm like, here you go. And then they looked into it, and a day goes by, no response. I respond again, hey, you know, what's up? Like, oh, um, we need the first six digits of your credit card number because there are too many ending in the last four. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, it's already been canceled anyway, so I don't care. Yeah. So I'm like, fine, here it is. And it's been two days, and they haven't responded since then. <laughs> so I'm going to take back to Twitter again. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, they're, they're saying, oh, well, a lot of people will sign up for something, and then they forget about it. I'm like, yeah, but it didn't. Yeah. You know, so what's going on? Yeah. This is blatant fraud, but since I didn't catch it soon enough, I'm on the hook for some of this. Mm-hmm. So fun. Speaking of fraud... Um, oh, wait, you want to talk about credit cards. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, let's stay on credit card. Yeah, and stay then on, I'll go on the credit card. <laughs> so my, one of my banks, one of my business banks. So I don't like the way that business banks do credit cards because you have a master account and then you have your individual account that you have to reconcile. And it's not always clear if if you reconcile your account whether it actually ma- reconciled the master account. Yep. Especially so, if you're the business owner with the if, primary card holder on the, uh, I'm the only card holder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> app- the only card holder. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently I have been, and I, and I, 
because of the way I pay my credit card, I was I thought I was paying my credit card off every single month completely because I paid more than I charged. Yep, that makes sense. But, but what was happening is there was somehow I didn't, I got off track in some way and there was a charge that was being charged to the master account that I didn't know was being charged. And so it'd be like a $340 charge. They would say, whatever. And it didn't happen every month, but it did happen. But there was no notification to me that it occurred. So I was reconciling and paying off everything that was charged to my account. But there was a charge, a secret charge going to the master account. I don't know how long it's been going on to the, I had $9,000 of unpaid fees in the master account. And, and I can't, I can't really complain about it because it's shame on me for not knowing that, but it's still not nice. I was feeling bad for my $9 a month charges. (laughs) Yeah. So I I paid it all off, but it's still, it's like, I could have done a a lot of things with $9,000 or my business could have done, you Uh know, but I was like, are you kidding? How? And I mean, there, there, I don't, I, there's nobody I can complain to, <laughs> you know, well, yeah. you should know that you should read your statement. You should read the, the yep. that. And hey, right, got time for that. Anyway, well, I've just got to, I've got to now reconcile in one other place and make sure no charges happened yeah. that I didn't hear about because yeah. I don't get a notification. I only get an email notification saying your bill is due for my account. You could probably change that. I mean, I use a Capital One Spark uh, business account, mm-hmm. and I just have one number and one account. And I also have an American Express. Uh, I forget which one, um, but I have an American Express, and it's all a single thing. The only yeah. time I had, had multiples was when I had, had uh, have cards for the employees. Yeah. Right now, it's just me on you know for the card for all the purchasing. So. Yeah. So. So, so I, I, I recommend Capital One and Amex have been good. I mean, not everybody takes Amex, so that's the, the downside. Mm-hmm. But Capital One has been pretty good to me. Yeah. So. so I don't think it was all their fault. I think there was some of my fault. Um, but still, I didn't, li- I didn't doesn't like make it. It doesn't make it any happier. And, and, <laughs> yeah. Yep. You broke the law. It doesn't matter whether you knew the law or not. <laughs> You're still going to jail. Moving on to... <laughs> borderline fraud let's talk about cell phone plans okay i love cell phones so currently i have verizon and i have um i have my iphone with verizon and i have my father's iphone with verizon and i have my apple watch with Mm -hmm. verizon now you remember remember when when they started announcing the apple watch they're like yeah it's gonna be 10 bucks a month and you know there you go 10 bucks a month plus some more (laughs) <laughs> you know like it's actually oh 15 a month and oh there's a 40 dollar activation fee oh yeah oh and then there's some taxes and fees on top of that uh-huh. <laughs> so great um uh but two weeks ago i guess i did get an apple watch i upgraded to an apple watch series six nice and it's for my purposes it's the same as the apple watch series four it's just got better battery life yeah so there you go mm-hmm. fine uh, I was able to trade it in and somehow got $220 of trade for my Apple Watch Series 4. 
which was supposed to be a worth a maximum of 150. So I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Plus I had a bunch of old iPads and laptops that I had traded in about a year ago. And Mm -hmm. so essentially this watch cost me nothing. So yeah, it was a worthwhile upgrade for $0. Definitely upgrade to the series six with cellular. No question. (laughs) Yeah. So, so my Verizon plan is now costing me a little over a hundred bucks a month for my cellular for, for three devices, two phones, Mm -hmm. one watch. And I will probably, um, so for my dad's line, the second line, I'm paying like $25 a month. Mm-hmm. And he hardly ever uses it. He has used 0.0 gigabytes of data this month because he never uses data. Um, so I'm probably going to just take his watch, his phone off my plan and put him on Ting and call it a day. Mm-hmm. And that'll cost somewhere between like 10 and $15 a month or mm-hmm. so. so. So I'll have a $10 a month savings. So I'll start recouping those scribbed charges that I had, <laughs> you know. But then if I was to take my own cell phone and move that off and put it on Tang as well on their more premium-ish plan, it's $25 a month for like five gigs of data, mm-hmm. which is generally enough for me, right? Mm-hmm. Problem, Ting does not support the Apple Watch. Uh, so I would on. need to buy, I would still need with either T-Mobile or Apple or Sprint, uh, T-Mobile or AT&T, Verizon or Sprint, I'd need to keep an Apple Watch cellular plan. But the problem is, if you don't have your watch paired to your phone, your watch gets a totally different phone number. Which means when someone calls my cell phone number, I can't answer it on the watch. Uh And I can't send and receive text messages from the same number on Mm -hmm. my watch. So I'm kind of stuck. Yeah. So at this point, I'm like shopping around and just comparing between like uh, uh, Verizon and AT&T, which, you know, they've, they're both pretty equivalent in the mm-hmm. areas that I roam in. So um, we'll just see if they can do better. But either way, I'm pretty sure my dad's line is coming off. Yeah. And, you know, so. But you don't want to get a, a burner phone because then you'll be put in the, the drug dealer registry. Well, it's not a burner phone. It's just using a different provider who yeah. is shockingly similar to a, a burner phone. Yeah. Hey, potato, potato. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so moving on. Uh, it's been two months since I have run almost exclusively. I think two times I went out not wearing my minimalist running shoes. And, and explain for our listeners what a minimalist running is, because earlier in the show, I said, is that you running in a Speedo with uh, small shoes and earbuds? <laughs> and uh, close. <laughs> Actually, you, you asked if it meant running naked, and I said no. <laughs> not, uh, not that minimal. <laughs> not a Speedo. I generally wear full shorts, um, although they are pretty lightweight and breezy. Uh, and I do have earbuds and if it gets really hot and humid, I will take my shirt off Mm -hmm. and, um, and minimalist shoes. So this is the big things. They're not even, you know, I wouldn't even call them minimalist running shoes. Mm -hmm. So I run, uh, on pavement, I will wear the Merrill vapor gloves and in the trails, I wear Merrill trail gloves. Mm-hmm. And they're, as the name implies, they're very minimal. It's essentially like a sole and enough material to hold it to your foot. 
Uh-huh. So no cushioning, no heels, no, you know, ex- exorbitant amounts of material and stuff. Does it handle uh, well over little tiny sharp rocks? The vapor glove does not feel good <laughs> on sharp anything. Okay. The trail glove is perfectly fine. Okay. And the problem is that the people selling these things, either they're, you know, either Amazon or DSW, have convoluted them and they will refer to things like the vapor trail glove or the vapor glove trail. Yeah. Those do not exist. It's either a vapor glove or a trail glove. And you got to know which one you're getting because you have different, you know, it's sort of like getting an off-road Jeep or a Ferrari. You don't get an off-road Ferrari Jeep. They don't make those. (laughs) So the very first day I got my vapor glove trails, I took them out on a trail and I was in pain Mm -hmm. because I hit a bunch of rocks and stuff and it hurt. It didn't deter me, you know, um, so then after a couple of weeks or no, it's been a few more, more than a couple of weeks, I picked up trail gloves also, and I love them. I, they're, they're great. I went out with my regular running shoes afterwards and it felt like I had lead weights around my ankles. Mm-hmm. So, um, I really like it. It definitely makes you more, uh, aware of your footfalls and stuff. Cause you can't heel stomp because <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, especially if you you know run on rocks and things. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely works some different muscles. I'm definitely developing thicker calluses on the you know on, on my your soles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but overall, I love it. I feel great, and I've done up to nine, almost nine and a half miles with them. No, no, no ill side effects other than those associated with running nine and a half miles. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm big on minimalist uh, running shoes. I really like them. Cool. Well, this is kind of a popcorn topic. I don't know. Or I saw a Lamborghini last week. I drive a Tesla. <laughs> it's not exactly the same. <laughs> so Lamborghinis. Start at what quarter million? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're super. And this one was it was black. Uh, it was convertible. I mean, I saw it, and I it, well, a lot of those cars now. It used to be you could pick out a Lamborghini immediately because there was nothing else like it, it was either Lamborghini or Ferrari. Uh, right. But now the Lamborghini, the Ferrari, the Maserati, the there's even um, the knockoffs. Yeah, Audi that look like, you know, that they're all these these sports car. The Corvette now looks more like a a Lamborghini than it ever has before. It's still clearly a Corvette. Um, But it was it was driving down uh, Interstate one uh, in Florida. And man, it was sharp and it was convertible and it was getting hot. So it was in the hot part of the day we were in and he pressed a button and the back part opened up and the, the, the roof came up and over and covered. And, you know, now he had his top on like that's slick. Elizabeth's like, that's ugly. Like, nope, that's a Lamborghini baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on the Lamborghini website right now. And um, it's like, there's hardly anything loading for me. I wonder if, if I have a cookie set, which says I cannot afford this. So they're not bothering. <laughs> so so don't, yeah. Don't even go there. It's, it's the don't even go there filter for Peter. Yeah. They're like, why are you, you're wasting our bandwidth and your time. 
So. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, we had, um, Owen Aston Martin. That's another one that looks, you know, those cars are really, we had a, uh, one of the producers clubs meeting, it was, you know, the better the your best or contestant or uh, being the spokesperson for Robin was going to win one of these cars. I'm like, I'm getting old because I don't even want any of those cars because it's, it's impractical. I don't have a garage for it. I don't have a good place to drive it. Um, and if I really want a, a car of that ilk, I want the type of car that I want. I want a Corvette. I mean, and it's not, it's not that a Corvette is better than those cars for me. That's just mm -hmm. what I want. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a, this is better that that is that. I was like, I've had Corvettes. I like Corvettes and it's okay. If that's what I want, it's not as fast as a Lamborghini. <laughs> I have not had a Corvette. Can't say I've, I've had Chevys, but I've not yeah. had a Corvette. Another car that I would love to have and that's a older Porsche 911 Turbo. My best friend in high school had one, and I loved that car. It rode like a go-kart because it was a go-kart, you know, and it, it's a two-seater. Uh, it did have a Targa top, but, man, I loved that car. <laughs> I am on the Tesla website right now um, just adding all of the uh, add-ons that I can to uh, see here, what do we got? In mid 2022, I can order a Model S as I have just configured it now. Uh -huh. So a year wait. <laughs> and this is $168,990. Mm -hmm. So that's, that, that's what I took the Model S and I maxed it out. Actually, I should have done a Y though, because I just, I mean, um, X, I just realized the X's cost more. So um, Model X, plaid so there's plaid and plaid plus now mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know what that means <laughs> <They> just, <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm going to, i'm checking uh red which costs more so the base model uh, uh model x long range starts at eighty nine thousand nine hundred ninety dollars so that price has come down since when i looked at them yeah. Um, the plaid model is 119999 120000 mm -hmm. Uh Red paint will cost you an additional 2500 ah. The arachnid, uh, sorry, the 22-inch turbine wheels will cost you 5500 <laughs> uh, A non-black interior will cost you $2,000. Uh, if you have... Two extra seats that'll cost you thirty-five. Oh, six seats cost you sixty-five hundred dollars. Yeah. Full self-driving, an extra ten thousand. And now this one I could get in May June, and it's only one hundred and forty-six thousand four hundred ninety dollars. Nice. Or Which I believe is cheaper than any Lamborghini. Oh yeah. 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 So there you go. Yeah. <clears throat> well, well, that was a fun little diversion. <laughs> Well, and speaking of things, uh, products from Elon Musk, I'm still waiting for my uh, Starlink. That's right. Scar is it Starlink or Skylink? Star Starlink, Star yeah. So I'm still waiting on my, I've paid my subscription. I've paid my shipping fee. I'm just waiting on the device to arrive. And as with all things, Elon Musk, you have given him your money and. And. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> 
that's how he can afford uh, crashing rockets. I mean, Boom. <laughs> uh, speaking of crashing, yeah. um, one of my largest engagements, uh, we were trying to buy uh, a new EDR platform, CrowdStrike. You've mm-hmm. got, you've, you've heard of them, right? Yeah. You haven't used them, right? Um, now for a while you were, or you were using Sentinel one. I was right. But you were not directly a reseller with them, right? This was through another middleman kind of thing. Yeah. There was a middleman. Yeah. Cause paradigm consulting has applied to CrowdStrike and Sentinel one to enroll in their reseller programs. Mm-hmm. Neither has even responded to me. Ah. <laughs> so, maybe we're too small. I don't know. Well, you know, so I recently just applied to be a LastPass reseller. How do you do that? I want to do that. Well, How do you do that. You're not going to get to be able to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't, you don't have to waste your time. Thank you. Um, they they more or less want you to uh, become a website that is selling their product online. Uh, right. I mean. Uh, in, 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 as an MSP, you and I are both MSP uh, managed service providers. What we typically do is we don't get, we, we're buying in bulk in a lot of cases because we're buying for a lot of our clients. Mm. And then they will negotiate with us with actually a better price. I usually, my clients typically can buy, my, well, Microsoft, they can buy it through me for less money than they can buy it on their own directly with Microsoft. Same with most of the other things. Right. And, but they don't do, it's not a managed service model. They're just trying to get their advertising and sales on other websites. Right. So it's like more like an affiliate program. Yeah. More like an affiliate because I said, you know, they said, well, what web page are you going to put this on? I'm like, well, I'm going to put this on sublimecomp.com forward slash, I don't know, last pass, you know, so mm-hmm. I would just create a, a last pass page for that works for me that wasn't good enough for them we need to be like a they're like we don't see any way you can make us a feature product on your page i'm like no i'm not going to make you the most important part of my web page the most important part of my web page is helping my clients (laughs) Uh how about sublimepasswords.com yeah something to that effect (laughs) yeah and that's the thing is you know these resellers or these these um uh, um, vendors who mm-hmm. want you to just like, you know, you need to do everything and just become us. And they're like, well, you know, in that case, I want a W2. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, give me a break. You know? so. Yeah. Well, it's hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, this has nothing to do with anything, but being channel only has its own challenges. Being retail, meaning you'll sell it to anybody with partners has its own challenges. So I guess they're just trying to figure it out. But if LastPass is listening, that's not the way to do it. Yeah. You know, log me in, got bought. I mean, it's now a log me in company that they own LastPass. We had log me in for years. Oh, yeah. Which was Mm -hmm. I, I did feel like I did feel like the pricing of log me in when I was on it as an early adopter and when it was a new product, I felt yeah. like it was underpriced. Yeah. Um, but, 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 but if but, you double your price every year, it doesn't take too long to get massively overpriced. Yeah. Yeah. Cause now I won't buy it because yeah. it is overpriced for, yep. for, for what I need out of them. Yep. I like, 
I, I want to pay for service. I want to pay for a good product. I want to, because if you don't, if I don't pay you, you won't keep making your product better. <laughs> you, Bingo. you won't maintain it. You won't yeah. make it better. Uh, because if you don't make any money off me, you can't. Yep. So. Yeah. We went through. So, so I, like I said, I had applied to try to become a CrowdStrike or Sentinel one reseller. Neither of them will even talk to me, which is awesome. Not even like an autoresponder email, nothing. Uh. I wonder if their websites are just broken. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) But we were going through, uh, you know, through obviously through a different reseller trying to get these things um, purchased for my larger engagement. And um, they were going through a guy at Optiv. And this guy was just phoning it in, providing no value, adding redundant line items. And we're talking like large purchases, we're talking like half million dollar line items and stuff. Yeah. When you have a couple of those, it significantly changes what you're looking to pay. And Did we're I... getting like zero effort. Now, meanwhile, I am working on like a $50,000 deal for a Sophos renewal deal right now. I guarantee I have put in a lot more time on this than this guy was doing on this millions dollar deal. And it's just like, I want, I want those, I want those deals. Dude. I want those, um, you know, ones where I can just phone it in, bill a customer for a million or $2 million and then take my 10, 20, 30, 40% cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just need great. a couple of those, just yeah. a couple of year and I'll be good. You know, mm-hmm. don't be greedy. So. Did you look at uh, ConnectWise for your Sentinel One licensing? Because uh, I did not. They will uh, do that as an MSP and it's very uh, reasonable. So I may need to start looking at that because I guess it's between you and me and our dear listener. I'm getting a little dissatisfied with Sophos recently. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, won't, I won't. I mean, uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be really bad because I mean, you've been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the part where it's getting really bad is they still support the UTM firewall. Mm hmm which in my environment and my client base is not going away anytime soon. But Mm -hmm. on two occasions within the last couple of months, I've opened support tickets and they're like, Oh yeah, I got to find someone who can help me with this. (laughs) Um, That's not very heartening. And this is what they want. They want you to move to their XG firewall. Mm -hmm. Got news for you. I hate the XG firewall. Yeah. I don't want to sell it. I do not like it. It's not as good. It's not as stable. It's not as intuitive. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's move on and uh, talk about a couple of more fun things and, and then wrap this up. Yeah, we'll wrap. So last week, we got both Falcon and Winter Soldier mm-hmm. and the four-hour Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Yeah. Which originally came out in what, 2017? You got me. <laughs> it was like four years ago, three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a, it's a very interesting story about the whole making of the movie and what happened. Like Zack Snyder started it and then they took him off the project and they brought Joss Whedon into it. Nah. And it went into a different, totally different, you know, like direction. And so Snyder brought his, like, you know, typically you bring a director's cut in and it's going to have like what half an hour of extra footage and deleted scenes. Yeah. Yeah. This thing was twice as long <laughs> Four hours. Even I, 
you know, a diehard comic book fan, I had to break it up into two or three different settings. <laughs> Fortunately, I had uh, a yoga class to teach, and then I had an emergency incident that I needed to respond to. So these breaks were already plotted in there for me. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I enjoyed it. I mm-hmm. liked it a heck of a lot better than what was released in theaters. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a great movie, but it was definitely better than what we got a few years ago. So wow. if you liked, it, you know, the DC cinematic universe movies have not been ge- in general they're just not as good as the marvel movies they're just mm-hmm. not yeah um but this was definitely decent i i enjoyed it and uh, i liked it and i will i will definitely watch portions of it again i <laughs> i'm not gonna sit there for four plus hours and watch the whole thing but i will definitely watch little bits and pieces of it again so so, so talking about the the dc not being the same so i i didn't watch aquaman but i caught a part of it and you know i know everything's a willful suspense of disbelief but the part that i saw was aquaman fighting inside a boat underwater that's the opening scene oh okay so that's what i saw and i was like and it was so it was like a play it was a representation of a ship underwater in an underwater battle scene that i mean i I was just i should have seen the curtains on the side (laughs) this ship is literally underwater it's not dirty there are no it's not even like little mermaid where they put green things on it it's just like it was on top but they break it up a little bit (laughs) like and and, it lost me (laughs) and the thing is and aquaman was one of the better movies the, so, like, out of the DC movies, uh, I don't know exactly where Justice League falls into this, but, like, Wonder Woman and Aquaman were, like, the best of the two. Uh-huh. You know, Man of Steel. Uh, the whole uh, Superman kills people. That's a problem. That's a problem. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman. Yeah. That's a problem. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and there and, and so much more wrong with it too. <laughs> just 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 leave it right there. Um <laughs> Affleck, okay? <laughs> right, right. Well Wonder um, Woman did had Gal Gadot, which is yeah, she's, she's, pleasant on the eyes. She's and she's a good Wonder Woman, too. Mm-hmm. So. Um that, that's one of the things I did like was um much more and I am going to get in trouble for this. The Amazon's scenes in uh, Justice League, they're good. Yeah. I like them. They're good. <laughs> and I'm not saying that just because the women are hot. The Amazon scenes are good. You know, the yeah. scene, the opening scene, the first one where they're fighting um, Steppenwolf, who is um, Darkseid's exiled right hand man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. so uh and you know just watching them like they're awesome warriors and they're doing all kinds of you know feats of acrobatics and horse riding and you know doing whatever yeah. they can to keep the, the the mother box the treasure away from steppenwolf mm-hmm. and of course he you know ends up slaughtering almost all of them anyway but but they put up a really good fight before that <laughs> yeah. better than i think than the atlanteans the atlanteans yeah. don't not even close <laughs> so but then so what's resident alien Oh, so Resident Alien is on um, on Sci-Fi. Yep. So you could you could DVR it on Sci-Fi and, and watch it and catch up. It is really good. Uh, it's got Alan Thicke. Uh, he was in 
he was the pirate in Dodgeball. The Dodgeball. Uh, he was um, the captain. I can't remember his name in Fire in the Firefly series. Oh, Firefly. Okay. So, so he's the red-haired guy. Uh, yes. Uh, what's her name's husband? Um, Wash. Wash. So yeah, he he's the he, captain. He was the pilot, not the captain. pilot. Yeah. So he was. He's a he's a funny guy. Um, and so he is an alien who's come to earth to destroy the earth and his plane crashes. And this is the, I mean, it's, this is the preview, so I'm not giving you anything away. And, okay. and, and he has to turn into a human in order to accomplish his mission. And it's all of his misadventures of being an alien. And he does a good job of playing an alien okay. <laughs> in human form. Okay. And it's really funny. There is some language to it. Um, I didn't know, I didn't know there was that much language allowed in sci-fi on the sci-fi channel, but apparently FCC doesn't care about sci-fi. Yeah. Why would they? <laughs> why would they? So there is some language and you could, I'm sure that you could watch it for free uh, from sci-fi. Right. You may have to uh, deal with some commercials. So we DVR'd it on our gotcha. direct TV and then fast forward through the commercials, but it's funny. Uh, time shifted. Yeah. Next week is the last episode of the first season. So, but it's, it's definitely, it's fun. Cool. So, um, last bit then, um, also the day after we got justice league, we got Falcon and the winter soldier. All right. And that was, uh, you know, that was awesome. So like as, as a friend of mine, coworker, uh, said, uh, they're just printing money now. You know, so, so that's on Disney Plus, and you know, I have a feeling though that uh, HBO, their next year, I think uh, they may get me into um, uh, subscribing to HBO Max because really? they're going to have ongoing DC um, uh, TV shows. Okay. So Marvel shows will all be on uh, Disney. DC shows are all going to be on HBO and that will probably be enough to get me to subscribe. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but Disney plus still isn't trying very hard. At, at, at what? At, at having a good service product offering. I mean, the, what they, the shows are okay. Yeah. The shows are okay. Yeah. Uh, but when you, you the, app. the app, yeah. When yeah. you open Disney plus it spins and spins and spins. And when you get tired of that, when you're about ready to say, I need to, I need to restart the app. It's it shows up. And then yeah, it says, to say that sooner. Yeah. Then you say, okay, pick your profile. Oh, it's not on my profile. Slide over to Adam. I select my profile. Then I wait, then I wait, then I wait, and then I get in. And then I, the same thing happens when I'm choosing. Now the list kind of, once it populates, is fully good to yeah. go. And then I yeah. select my thing. And now what, what device is this on? This is on an Amazon Fire Stick 4K. Cause, um, so I've been using a, um, the Fire Cube. And mm -hmm. it's been fine for me. So the yeah. Fire TV Cube. Now, admittedly, the Fire TV Cube is an upgrade from the 4K sticks. Yeah. There's definitely, it's better performance. And so I, I got mine about a year ago or so, and I'm, I am glad that I did. It, it is a notable upgrade. 
Yeah. And I, I want to say that it's better on my iPad too. Probably is. Yeah. It's probably a hardware thing. Mm-hmm. It's probably a hardware thing with that, that, um, that device. Well, and it's not like I'm using a custom made Android or something yeah. like that. I'm using fire TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Amazon and hardware tend to be bargain basement. Yeah. 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 That's true. On that note, like I've still got this fire, fire tablet eight or whatnot, which they mm-hmm. would not even take as a trade in. <laughs> yeah. Alexa doesn't even recognize notifications anymore. <laughs> you know, I can say Alexa notifications, Alexa notifications. Hmm. I don't know that one. <laughs> yeah. Alexa, hmm. do you have any messages? No messages from today. Okay, so she can do that. For earlier ones. Go to the Alexa, Alexa stop. <laughs> Alexa, where's my stuff? Yeah, it's and it, it stopped responding now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So rather than give me any money for this in trade, Amazon shipped it back to me. <laughs> yeah. I think that's telling. I mean, it's pretty much unusable even as a Kindle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, it's so slow and dodgy. So mm-hmm. I think I should, this is next on my chopping block just to replace this with <laughs> another Echo device or something. Yeah. Got well, those Google devices all around, but I just don't use them. Soon, well, the iPad Pro is coming out here soon. The new yeah, iPad but this Pro. Is, this is acting as an Echo device mm-hmm. for me. That's all yeah. I have, you know, so yeah. yeah. So. iPad. All right. Well, on that note, I think we should probably wrap it up. I think we should wrap it up. <clears throat> so, dear listener, we do want your feedback. If you And if you would like to discuss a particular topic, then you can drop us a line at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com or you can find Peter at his website at paradigmcc.com or yogawithpeter.com or you can find me at sublimecomp.com and you can also find me personally on YouTube, which has our Blurring the Lines podcast. (laughs) And uh, with that, I think I'll let Peter push the big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us. 